Ahoy there, land lovers. It's me, Kevin Smith. Jason Hughes. Have you ever wanted to get lost on the high seas with Jay and Silent Bob? Well, you're going to have your chance in the year 2024. Join us for Jay and Silent Bob's Cruise Askew. Live podcasts every night. We got a movies on board. There's a View Askew Museum. What else? Music, dancing, That's hooting, right. hollering. What are you waiting for, man? JayandSilentBobCruiseAskew.com. We will protect you from sharks. Hey everybody, welcome to the Nooner Podcast on the Smodco Radio Network. Uh, we've got three quarters of a quorum. No, no, we have a quorum, but we have three quarters of the quartet here. We have a minion. That was the best theme song, I think, for the show. Yeah. It fits. It makes it's me really feel, nice. It feel put me puts me in the mood to do. Yeah, and I can understand the words. Like twelve years, thirteen years in, I still don't so know. So I pondered the question, and I looked at the time, and I saw it was, was what time? Twelve p.m. When is it? So let's when is call it? that a nooner. So for those of you who are confused. And I am too. My understanding is this show used to be done live at noon. Is noon and I guess it still is somewhere. No, is it? Yeah, yeah. You know, like well, we started. We started at seven thirty. You know, it's ironic. There's parts of India that have, have half, hours. half hours. However, I don't believe it's noon there right now. I think it's about nine a.m. Yep. Other side of the world. Yeah, it's really hard to um, to to oh, uh, oh Peter WG. I don't know how to make an actual link. Um, I, I'm we, we are streaming um, uh, at a different different address, and JP's listening. Uh, Tyson is listening. Peter WG. Uh, thank you guys for listening in. Yeah, thank you. That's nice. Yeah, that's, that's it's true. You, you guys are are our core uh i hope you guys are all staying cool in this very very hot summer this is one of well no this is the hottest uh, july on record uh yeah in in the since they've been tracking this stuff for humans. yeah i re- of course i remember the hottest july but that's, yeah, I, yeah. I, how does this compare to to the one in um 18 right before the right after the asteroid or yeah it was hot yeah um and and john like when you when you first joined the podcast and I was doing my doomsday rants, uh, yeah, you said, uh, you know, po- uh, climate change, the engineers will figure it out. Um, well, that's we d- sort of what I said, but yeah. I'll- yeah. And you said, yeah, you don't need to worry about it so much. Um, there are a lot of, there are a lot of ideas out there on how to mitigate climate change. Uh, and, 
and to be clear, like the, uh, a lot of this heat and, and w this crazy weather in Vermont, and um, I only look at America, so I don't know what's going on in the rest of the world, but it, it, it is, uh, a lot of it has been attributed to climate change, anthropogenic climate change. Uh, Didn't climate. we fix the ozone layer, though? Yeah, we did. We did. And so that was, we did it. That was through, USA. That was through USA. A, a huge, like worldwide cooperation. USA. I'm sorry, American cooperation. USA. American cooperation. We did it. Yeah. We fixed the ozone. It's just a coinky dinky that it happens to be a little hot, but it's summertime. So get on some sunscreen and enjoy your in-ground pools that everyone can afford. Yeah. Well, that the difference USA. Of, the difference there was that was about the ozone layer, which was going to cause uh, people to uh, cause increased skin cancer and whatever. Nurse, we fixed it, and climate change is fine. USA. Yeah. But, USA. But, USA. We, we did USA. What you fixed What fixed it was uh, the fact that people didn't. It was mostly due to air conditioners, right, and refrigeration, CFCs. Uh, oh, I thought it was. I thought it was hairspray. Uh, yeah, and hairsprays, chlorofluorocarbons. The only CFCs that I know are cool fucking cars. USA. Yeah, USA, and that that USA. is different from. I just passed out again. Getting shit from uh, <laughs> A to B, and you know, moving our, our uh, my pillows from China to here, or whatever it is, you know, moving, allowing us to go to vacation in wherever we want to go, and and all this other stuff. Uh, so it, it's a much bigger burden on us if we're asked to to uh, restrict our carbon input. Our intake. Uh, uh -huh. So, John, how are we doing on that front? Terrible. And back to you, Marty. All right, great. <laughs> USA. I mean, the hardest part is like just getting cooperation, right? Like the hardest part of uh, of climate change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I think yeah. I think that the. I mean, it seems like. Um, uh, the hardest part of we have uh, no problem getting hard usa usa we have is this what you guys chit chat about i guess it is on the outline this is what you guys do without like someone making jokes is you guys yeah. just dead ass yeah. talk about climate change yeah well no yeah. and there it's, are it's, still at least three listeners of this yeah. podcast it's, yeah, specifically it's because it's, it's so amazing. fucking hot right now and it's something that's on everyone's mind and and you know by the way, those are some badass glasses. I love those. I got them because, You're well, American. I mean, they're prescription. Huh? You're American, and those are USA glasses? Yeah, I'm going for the Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, no, I saw Gwyneth Paltrow and, like, Jennifer Aniston and all kind of, like, the old, older, affluent, rich ladies have them, and I said, I got to get those so that I can trick people into thinking that I have Gwyneth money. Paltrow? Yes. I like it. I think that's good. I think it's really important to try and be like Gwyneth Paltrow because she's That's awesome. for the job you want. That's right. Just you want to be uh, Chris Martin's ex-wife. That's what you see her as and not the CEO of Goop. Goop. And remarried happily 
I don't know. I I see her as a goofball. I mean, you know, I think that she's she's a goofball. Don't you think you're a goofball? Oh my god, yes. Okay. I, I aspire to be as goofy as she is. Um well, I, I aspire to go on like what was it, the Grammys and sing uh that song, was it CeeLo's song while he's on stage? Um because you sang it at in Glee. That was the Emmys. That was that was ballsy. Ballsy. Just want to say that. Okay. Even though he's a, a creep. Um does anybody remember that? Yeah. Everyone yeah, he he says it's chill to have sex with women and when they're asleep because that or passed out and that that's not rape. Um I saw him at a bar in North Hollywood shortly after that and I was like fuck. Yeah. Um but he's got a voice of an angel the voice of an angel though. I mean, that pretty much sank his career. No one gives a fuck about him anymore. No, so true. it says on here, climate change, what to do. Yeah. What does it say? Well, we don't have, Nothing. To, we don't have to read it verbatim as we go through. We can just <laughs> talk about the, these things. Okay. Climate so, change, yeah. what to do? What should we do? Okay. I'm going to block access to the outline for you. I'm sorry. The, why? Uh, so there's uh, there's the... the uh, there are a few things that, that we could do that are sort of radical solutions. Um, the Thanos and, snap. Yeah, we could we could erase half the population of the Earth. The it would universe. be in the whole universe. If we erase half the population of the Earth, it would be back to the same level in 40 years. Well, I'll be dead by then, so what do I care? Perfect. Can't wait. I'm... Oh, um and then um there's you're gonna be dead in 30 years 40 40 yeah, yeah i'm gonna not be. marty won't be i will be oh. marty marty runs 12 miles a day i wish i don't like to think about you guys dying yeah. well don't well, neither do we yeah yeah that's you know that's why i don't run 12 miles a day see i don't like this camera just anymore. so it happens in your sleep can see my hair loss with this camera angle. Um, so, are you losing your hair? Oh yeah, barely. Hair change. Oh, what to do? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So maybe if I will, I'm rosemary willing, oil. I'm willing to increase the temperature by two degrees Celsius if I can get my hair, the hairline that I had when I was thirty. Sorry, everybody. It, I'm a vain person. You're a vain person. Mm-hmm. What? Why don't you get a nice haircut then and dress better? <laughs> okay, pot. I'm not, I I'm not a vain person. I mean, I'm a vain Why'd person. Why would you call him pot? Kettle pot, you know. Black. Oh, word. Yeah. By the way, it's not that dark in here. I just need a new camera, which is what this is. Mm. <clears throat> Well, but I, like, I didn't do I it like how you in just, time. You, in time for the podcast, but I was going to install yeah. it in the middle of the podcast. That makes sense, yeah. right? And by the way, John, it, there's it, just it, no way that it's not that dark in there because you probably are in. You look like you're in a storage closet, which means I think all you have is a single light bulb with like a shoestring pull, yeah. and that's the only light you have. Yeah, and no, the, I'd be lucky if I had that kind of light. The next, this is the light next... that's seeping in through the windows right. in the gymnasium. That's like no. down the hall. 
the because next storage I'm, unit over is full of dead yeah, bodies. Yeah, I'm the storage and unit the next... in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, an abandoned um, middle school. The, the one uh, across the way is yeah. full of like a bunch, of, a bunch of like uh, sex workers who have been trapped there by the, the Long Island uh, serial killer. And yeah. you're, you're there just ignoring the bangs on the wall because you're right. trying to. Podcast. I'm in the middle of a very exciting um, low budget movie that's happening in real time. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. On Zoom. And I'm, I'm ignoring it. Yeah. To do this podcast. That's the kind of guy I am. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have no answers to, to climate change. Which no, that's not at all true. I have tons of answers. They're well, all just give us, radical and crazy. Give us one that, that the least radical, the one that's most like uh, most um, doable. Give us the most fun one. Right, the funniest Because right. this is a fun comedy I'll give podcast. you a, a, fun, a fun comedy one. What we could do is we can put up a giant, uh, or not even a giant, well, it has to be pretty big. A large um, mirror uh, in Earth orbit that reflects some of the sunlight back into space, and that would cut down on some of the heat reaching um, the Earth. We could also put into the atmosphere um, billions of little nanobots that absorb the energy from the sun and take it out of the atmosphere. Well, um, cool things down. N- not that I, who, what could possibly go it's wrong? It's actually not nanobots that they're proposing, but it's like hydrogen sulfide, which is. You asked me and I came up with this idea and you're saying that that's not what they're, they're proposing. Like, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the other people that you don't know about okay. with the nanobots. And so they're thinking just a big motherfucking mirror that's yeah, good. What if you angle that shit wrong? You're gonna take out all of Florida. Well, no. I mean, the, the, oh, by putting yeah. A big cloud, that's, see, that's part of the plan well, because it turns out that that would also increase the quality of life for most people on the planet if we just took out half of Florida. Oh yeah, so it's two for one. Florida man fried. I mean, essentially, that's one of the proposals is to to put a bunch of um, like particles out in the air that will reflect the the uh, sun's rays away. But once it's in the air, they can't control it. So if it goes tits up, like we're we're screwed. They can't like yeah. They can't put some motors on the big old mirror. That doesn't well, no, make no, any sense. It's not a mirror. It would be like tiny, like gas particles, basically. Debbie Downer okay, so why not do talking, a mirror? He's not talking about the mirror. He's talking about his proposal that he already has decided won't work. Because that's that's how no, he no, plays. I don't know. Oh, you think the nanobots are going to go and do their own thing? Um, yeah. Yeah, they're going to. Didn't you see G.I. Joe, like where they eat the Eiffel Tower? That's what they do. That's no. what they do. Nope. But I saw a picture of me on my honeymoon. I'm the only person who saw G.I. Joe 17 times. Yeah, that's why it made a million dollars. Yep. Uh, you. Yep. yep. Um, so speaking of the business, like we're in the middle of an actor strike. Uh, speaking of the business, what a great transition. <laughs> all right. Oh, I don't know business. I, okay, speaking of every, super hot outside. Like, let's, yeah. let's like, no, we were just talking about movies. and Oh, you were. You brought up G.I. Joe. We were talking about a completely reasonable mirror in space with motors on it to cook I'm, Florida. I am such an asshole. I'm sorry. Go on. And you're talking about all these uncontrollable little bots that eat the Eiffel Tower because it happened in G.I. Joe. Oh, speaking of which, there are actors uh-huh. in that. Um, there we go. 
See, uh, she's a professional. Have you listened to Trashy Trashy? The segues on that show are just smooth like butter. And you have not learned from them at all, John? Me? No. Oh. I, I, I only listen for the information. Ah, I see. <laughs> uh, what was uh, what did you talk about yesterday? The blackmail. What did we talk about? We talked about how my mom used to say twat. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, <laughs> what else did we talk about? I don't know. That's that's it. That was that's a whole hour. That's that's an hour of content. I would there. believe that, to be honest. I pull up our Google Doc. What um, was our dumpster twat. fire? That's so, a really that's a word. That is a word. What twat. Word? It's like such a gross twat. word. It is. It's very uh, descriptive and uh, should be used more often. Ugh, I don't like it at all. Twat. What do you think about the word cock? What do you think for a boy's name? Cock is a good Oh, we name. talk about a place called Cox, England in, Cox. in Trashy Trashy my, on uh, yes. this Cox week's episode. England. Go ahead and listen to it. And if you have listened to it yet, you should also check out the episode that Eric and I do of the Paper Jam podcast. We're on what? the Costco episode. The Paper Jam podcast? Yeah. It's a buddy of mine from Groundlings. He invited me and Erica to do their podcast and talk about stocks, which we, of course, know so much about. That must be informative. Yes. Remember when we used to talk about Coos Bay and we got a a, 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 a cease and a desist? Post, a postcard. No, we got a postcard from Coos Bay from my friend Michelle. She sent us a Coos Bay postcard. Yeah. Right. Michelle's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> but speaking of which, uh, like uh, going back to what I was talking about, um, have you have you gone on the the strike? Either of you, you both are in the Screen Actors Guild. Well, I'm I'm very very lapsed um, in both my Catholic. Are you afraid they're going to ask you for money if you show up to the picket line? Um, yeah, I'm af- always afraid, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I haven't been. No, I've been out there twice. I was out there on Friday, and then I was out there uh, Monday. I didn't go today because oh, I just didn't feel like it, you know, like I had to listen to my body and I have had a lot of anxiety today. I could sleep last night. I'm sorry. So you, think, you think you think you know, the, the Soviet Union would have happened if Lenin had listened to his body? Well, no. And so should have that's listened to his body. why we're still on strike is because I decided to sit out today right. and i won't make solved. that mistake again. it could have been solved all today if cassandra had just been out there yeah i won't make that mistake again i will be out tomorrow at the ups teamsters solidarity strike downtown in the morning oh wow and then um yeah sag and wga and the teamsters and everybody's rallying because the ups might go on strike at the end of the month um wow. So there's a big rally happening tomorrow morning from 8 to 8.45 before everybody goes to work. And uh, then I might hit a picket as well on my uh, lunch break. But I do have a day job, so it's kind of hard to go out and strike yeah. every day. I, yeah. might, I was thinking about going uh, uh, to Warner Brothers tomorrow with uh, my son. So, um, Oh, you're doing Warner Brothers tomorrow? I might. Uh, I have to. I can't. I can't go until noon and it's supposed to end at one so no the warner brothers they've been ending at noon because it's too hot yeah um can you, you should do it next week all right you can, let's okay. take that the, the scheduling part offline but what 
are the actors? Why? Um, what are the actors? You think that our scheduling on when we're going to go to the picketing is more is less interesting than you guys trying to figure out climate change? I think we figured it out. We just put, have um, nanobots with mirrors. And John, text me if you go because I will meet you there, and I'd love to okay. pick it with you and your son. All right, cool. It's I'm, a you know, I could be available anytime. Uh, I can take my lunch break okay. pretty much whenever. Okay. Ten o'clock is maybe, bad for maybe me, we but can otherwise, just take this a little offline. And, and after like, after that, and, I can usually okay. Well, you okay. Know what? Can you just okay. can you share the screen uh, with your calendar on it so we can all just look <clears> and and find a good spot where no. Calendar, otherwise, you guys will see when I'm menstruating. <laughs> can't just share my calendar well i'll show i'll show you when i'm menstruating Happy i already to. know when you menstruate we're every, synced every silly every tuesday at 7 30. <laughs> um that is so sexist up. marty that is so fucking sexist i get the cramps Tell you what, awful that warner brothers strike line the warner brothers and like the paramount one is where you're gonna see the real celebs really? is that where the hot where the hottest yeah, celebs yeah. go I don't know. I was so I've been to Warner Brothers. I saw a couple famous famous people. Who has the funniest and, uh, signs? Huh? Who has New the word. funniest signs? The WGA have the funniest signs, but like they've been striking for two months, so there's not as many of them. They've been able. So to it's edit. mostly they've just been able to edit for the past, like you know, they've been able to iterate for the past two months. You can also like tell who's a writer, who's who's WGA, and who's SAG usually um just as you walk by people and it's not just because their t-shirts tell you really? um, you can tell I mean, by what, what, what would be the difference um i would say that the sad people tend to be um gorgeous taller. they look they they're they're taller and um yeah, not always taller um no. they're either they better nice, looking better. or or they're like very strange looking. Right, right. But, and right. you know what? They but have... not so strange looking that they are now into the strange looking writer territory. Yeah. Well, they have Cause... better. They have better posture. They have better posture by by far. Oh, I passed out again. They're de they're doing. They're they can get those steps if if they're checking their watch to get the steps. You know, you're dealing with a SAG person. Yeah. Um. I saw Bob Odenkirk. Oh my um, god. And uh, I hung out with a writer uh, over the weekend and I, like it's the first time I'd met him, you know, I he lives in my neighborhood and it was the first time we'd hung out. Uh, and I was just like looking at him. I'm like, you just look like a writer. You're like this pasty white dude who's just sort of schlumps about. And he looks like every other writer I know, you know, and it's, it is a look. It's like you look if they at a, wanted to do a casting call for the writers, they could definitely do it at these picket lines. It's like gaffers have a look, grips have a look. Uh, you know, yeah. It's, we are going to go to the. Have you ever have you noticed that all grips wear cargo shorts, no matter what the fucking weather, and all all electricians always wear jeans? Have you guys noticed that? It was that old. Is it changed? True guys, they love cargo shorts. Yeah. We, I, I, we that, were gonna go to universal. the Teamsters rally tomorrow. Oh, sorry, Marty, we're online. I can't tell if I'm speaking over you. Oh no, you you can speak over me. I'm used to it. We're going to that rally tomorrow, or we're thinking about it at least. And I said, hey, to my husband who is a Teamster. He's not a Teamster who works for UPS. He's a show business Teamster. But you know, we're all going. Um, but I said, hey. 
you might be able to score a Teamsters t-shirt right, you while to, you're there. You don't have to flash your wedding ring while you're like talking. You know, we oh, this it. isn't we... my wedding ring. This is the rubber one. You would know if you were looking at my wedding ring. It's filled with diamonds. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, pre, pre strike diamonds. I said, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah well, that's why I'm not wearing times. it. I had to hawk it already. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you can buy it back. You just have two months to buy it back. You can get it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, anyways, I was like, month. you could get a Teamsters t-shirt. And he was like, pretty sure by the time we get there, they're going to be out of my size, which is to say that all the Teamsters are all big, big, do- big dudes, big, burly, intimidating boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Transpo people look <clears throat> a very different way. They, they yeah. tend to wear jeans over, over uh, cargo shorts, for sure. Um, but uh, so what do the actors want? They just want to be they just want to be loved. They want to be held. That's why they became actors. <clears throat> OK, got, got it. Yeah. They want their parents to be proud of them. They want their parents to be proud of them. They want somebody to love. They want somebody to love them. They want a warm place uh, to call their own. And they want residuals for streaming services and they don't want to be replaced by ai okay so it's really about streaming and ai well there's also that whole love thing i was saying i think that's important um and self-taping they're they got shit about self-taping in there what's the shit about self-taping uh that these places shouldn't ask uh actors to spend money to audition um you know, if they have to go to self-tape places and, like, shouldn't be giving the kinds of directions that are basically telling actors to, like, film the whole fucking movie themselves. Um, and, uh, oh, they have something in there which the AMPTP rejected, but I thought this was good what's and the that AMTP? they should do this. AMTP? Huh? What's the AMTP? The studio buttholes, okay. um, AMPTP Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, studio buttholes. not a union, by the way, just a group of buttholes who normally spend tw- like 365 days a year competing against each other, but they'll come together to do this shit. Um, anyways, uh, there's one in there where they're saying that like they have to reveal to actors if there's already an offer out on a role that they're asking you to audition for you know like when you get marty so if you're if you get to a certain point in your career they'll start giving you these uh auditions for series regulars um so when you get a series regular audition which i'm sure you'll get someday someday um a lot of the time they have offers out to about four or five other people and but they still audition people anyways. And so then you'll get one of these auditions and it's like 15 pages that you need to memorize and pay to go to a studio to film or whatever, whatever, even though it's very clear you're not going to get the role because they've already offered it to five people. So they're trying to tell the AMPTP, hey, you got to tell actors that you're offering that out to other, like that the offers are out because that's not fair. For you, what are the key issues that that annoy you the most? <clears throat> the residuals, of course. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it only 
costs, you only have to make $26,000 a year to qualify for health insurance, which is below the poverty line in a lot of states. So they and should take that away. No. Uh, if you, A lot of actors rely on residuals and are, were able to make at least $26,000 a year on residuals back when they were fairly paid. Ah, I see, I see. Okay. But now that is not the case. Uh, you could be the Kamiko Glenn, who is on Orange is the New Black, was posting her residuals. Yeah. She was on 44 out of the 90 episodes of Orange is the New Black. She even shows her titties in a few of them. And she makes like two cents uh, of, on residuals. It's very, very, obscene. very bad. It, yeah. And the AI. The AI is really important to me, too. That shit scares me. Yeah. I really think that they should just turn that off. So the, the one of the things that they're that the extras are doing and, and there there is a, a level that which um, SAG covers extras uh, or atmosphere. And um, they are saying that they can use you for one day and then use your likeness in perpetuity or with or even then there's that's what the actors are saying and then the producers are saying no 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 just for the entire shoot you know so they can use you for a day you get paid two hundred dollars and then you're used in every scene or however many scenes it is uh you, the ai version of you and you know your likeness is as as an actor your likeness is your money maker i mean it literally is your money maker uh and that has to be protected somehow the problem is you know that uh, James Brown song where he says, "Protect your money maker." Yeah. Protect your money maker. That's that should that's what Fran Drescher should be singing right now. The, she's yeah. the head of SAG right now. Yeah. Um, the problem is that like there's so much content out there. There's reality content. There's a home. Uh, there's HGTV. There's TikTok. There's uh, Netflix, Are you going to name them all? Netflix is um, the they're like have been cast as the enemy, rightly so. Um, but they are getting so much content overseas, and that content has been doing really, really well. Think about Squid Game. Think about all the go on and look at the Netflix top ten. Like half of them are from other countries. So how do how do actors in this country in the USA? USA, USA, uh, get leverage. Yeah. Hmm? How, how do how do actors in the U.S. in the U.S. like like exert their leverage to to um, to get what they want? They can't. This is why this is the worst time. For the writers and the actors to go oh, on God. strike, among there's a whole list of reasons why they, if they, if we if they had gone on strike or been able to go on strike or do something two years ago, it would have been a completely different situation. People were the uh, the uh, the industry was expanding. Everybody thought there was an unlimited supply of money, and then like uh, like six months ago, it suddenly became really apparent to all of the streamers that. Uh, you know, wait, are, this is not a not sustainable a model. The, yeah, we have an unsustainable model. And when we've we've reached a plateau with 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 subscribers, just as uh, MGM plus and Peacock and 
uh, Paramount Plus started like popping off, and all of a sudden you've got seventy different streamers, and none of them are making money, and you've just trained all an entire generation. If you go back even 10, 15 years, Americans would not watch anything with subtitles. Nobody would ever watch anything with subtitles in this country. Now people will watch something. Everybody watches everything with subtitles. They don't even blink an eye. We have then, the, the, the uh, American. Uh, uh, I watch uh, American shows with subtitles on. So it, right, doesn't, exactly. it doesn't make a difference. Like, yeah, that's a big thing now. And then, of course, like, this is the perfect time when Disney is like, hey, let's buy Fox for $71, million, $71 billion. You know? Right. And so, and all the studios are now up to their eyeballs in debt. So when they, when they say, oh, we don't have any money, and even though they're paying their exec, chief executives hundreds of millions of dollars for making these terrible business decisions and, and di discovery buying Warner Brothers and, and all this dumbass stuff, when, when they say, yeah, we don't have any money, it's kind of true because they made a whole bunch of terrible business decisions. And, uh, and so, and they have all of this, this, uh, this stuff stockpiled and just as the writers go on strike, uh, chat GPT comes along and like, uh, is suddenly able to, to come up with, with, uh, not very good, but stuff. So all of a sudden, all of the leverage is gone. So it's a terrible and time to go on strike. So anyway, if what are they supposed to do? Just roll over? No, it's they like, should just go it's on like strike. Climate change. Ago. Just it's put a bunch of mirrors hard. out there, and um, yeah. The the uh, the, the industry, the entertainment industry, is at a uh, unbelievably big inflection point, and things are going to um, change dramatically. I mean, I really hope that the uh what happens because the writers and the um actors are on strike together for the first time since the 60s when they got residuals finally for syndication which created a a new model for actors to have a make a living after the studios collapsed because it used to be you just worked for a studio and you went in I mean, just, you know, nine to five. So um, can I just like take a, a step back? So um, back in. Uh, can I can I just finish my thought real quick? Sure, sure. Go. So my my my, my point was just I hope can that. Can I just really quick uh, hop wait, wait, wait. in? Cassandra, before you finish that. To say wait, wait, some I just, I just have one more thing just to just jump in. Um. Wait, can, I'm can you guys stop laughing? No, finish your thought. Oh, my God. I, I, I hope the writers and the. And the and the um and the actors. I hope I hope we win. I hope we win, and I hope we get fair pay. But what will happen is, if we get fair pay, then the the entertainment industry is in the is in the the uh, on the edge of basically an economic meltdown. It's not going to disappear, but it's going to collapse and reform itself in some other new way. Bitch, bye. Good. Yeah, fuck well. this shit. This all this monopoly stuff and Disney owning like over a fourth of everything that anyone can watch ever. Like fuck that. Right. I hope it does blow up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so to give, well, I hope it blows up. It doesn't consolidate even more. Greater context, like the government needs to step in. Well, They're not going to consolidate even more. They can't. Uh, or I actually, I think they're they're. I think Disney will probably sell off ABC and um, because 
nobody's watching network anymore and they'll just own streaming. But uh, so back in the day, you know, Gilligan's Island, it like was on for three seasons and was uh, it only three seasons? I believe so. Um, you can look that up. I thought it was a three hour tour. Yeah. I'm looking it up. And I think it was longer than that. I think it was five seasons. Maybe five seasons. Um, and it went from black and white to color. But, you know, those guys didn't make, they made money for the day. They got paid well for the day and they got paid for when they did like uh, grocery store appearances. And then uh, Sherwood Schwartz owned this content and uh, whatever that the, uh, in Studio City, it was shot in Studio City. Um, they, no, it was shot on an island. Okay, so um, they they sold it into syndication, and so they would they you know I grew up in the seventies, and it was shot in the sixties, and I saw it every day, every day, and I watched all the ads that went with it, and those those independent stations that were selling ads to pay for running this uh this show and which bob, is on for three seasons you're right and bob denver got nothing nothing from it nothing you know, louise nothing. got nothing from it and they just they had to go to cons or whatever to to get the and sign autographs to to make extra money off of that uh so is it like so when you hear about like people well, getting, bob he went on to do the far out space nuts i mean you can't sure, forget sure. about that. Yeah, no space nuts was great um that was uh sid and marty croft right um yeah of course Everything was. I used to w wait on Sid Croft. Oh really? Marty Croft. Marty Croft. Marty Croft. Marty. Oh, no, Sid was cool. a dick. So you got you made out well, uh, but you made out with him? No. So anyhow, the point is that that when people hear about why aren't these people getting residuals for doing nothing? They worked for one day, you know. But the same thing is like these studios. They didn't do shit. You know, they just put up the money. And why do they get to get all the, the revenue from that? So off of uh -huh. Bob Denver's likeness. So th that's... Yeah, put your fucking face on TV over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, that, that is the, the rationale for, for um, residuals. And I think that if something gets sold repeatedly, the, like capitalism says, oh, whoever owns it should get it. But... I think that we are, are not in a pure capitalist society and we, we can make it a little more equitable and make sure that everybody who contributed got something. Uh, I, uh, yeah, that is my thought about it. Um, yeah, so it, it but I it didn't is... realize that people were arguing about the, about residuals. I think anybody who has any issue whatsoever with this strike, um, is mad at the wrong people. Yeah. Whether you understand residuals or not. Yeah. And, and, and Netflix has offered no transparency about viewership and about their their financial. There's no Nielsen box. Or they control the Nielsen box, and they're using it to tweak their algorithm, to to uh, feed you know to generate more revenue for themselves. Um, it, I mean, it's a different model, and it it probably doesn't work quite the same way because they don't get advertising. They, they just get subscription revenue, but they're making a shitload of money and their stock went up today. So fuck them. Uh, yeah. Um, so with that, nobody's asking for money that doesn't exist. I know what you're saying, yeah. John, but also like right now, 
all the money that they do make and all the money that we make for them is just to is just rich people paying other rich people not like helping the people who actually make it it's just for their shareholders so i don't give a fuck so uh and this gets to the writer's strike where it's like you know what we're the actors right we don't need the writers we can just improv it right john yes and we could do that even more what we need writers. Oh my God, we need writers. Oh, we need good writers. We don't need bad writers. Oh God, save me from bad writers. Save Thank me you. from bad improv. Yes, save me. From, oh, please save. It. But I don't. You know, there's not a lot of bad improv that's forced on me. But no. there are you, things you that, are, coming, that are bad. You keep coming here week after week. So. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. There's not a lot of bad improv here. Go on. Uh, and then there was a silence. And into that silence, there was a noise. And in that noise, the, something blossomed. And that in that blossoming was love. Mm -hmm. And that love was what I was looking oh, for. We're going to need a writer, Cassandra. Can, do you think you can turn something out real quick? Can we, uh, can we take that and, and, and reshape it into something? Can we add maybe maybe an action sequence? Um, so speaking of bad writing, can I talk about some bad writing I just saw and just talk about some bad writing? Please. Okay. So one of the things I'm contractually obligated to do as uh, an original uh, geek is to watch all of the Marvel content. It's also one of my obligations as the father of a geek who I, uh, raised to, uh, geek out. And so mm -hmm. we kind of bond over the geekiness of stuff. So I'm watching secret invasion. And it is so obviously badly written. It's hard. And um, and I there was a scene in a recent episode where these two people, and I, I, I hate this one. It's a scene that you look at and you go, this nothing happened in this scene. Nothing changed for the characters. Nothing exciting happened. They just talked and and then they they left everything exactly the way it was, and uh, and then. And then she got mad and walked away, and they were at, on a park bench in a, by a lake. And she walked away, and the guy who was left there goes, Gaia! As if, as if her walking away kept him from walking after her. For, it was just one of those things where you're just watching, you go, even as you're watching, you're going, there, nobody, if I took this to a, a, any of my friends, if I wrote it and I showed it to you guys, you'd say, this is crap we are not this is nothing happens here um you should rewrite it something should happen so, something should be there should be some purpose to it and if you see a whole entire like like ep, like multi-episode thing where lots of money is being spent on it you just wonder why isn't anybody like saying this isn't very good you know what i mean well I don't was it on netflix no, it's on Disney. On Disney Plus, is it's the Marvel Secret Invasion uh, uh, series. Oh yeah, I get what I pay for, right? Yeah, I don't it, know it, if they care though. They don't. It just doesn't feel like it care. Like no, they, they don't care because they're using the model of like it doesn't. They just have to make things that will get people to come and watch. 
Yeah. And if even if you don't finish the series, it doesn't matter because you're not going to unsubscribe to Disney Plus. You're just going to keep coming back and looking for something else to watch. And, and they don't give a shit about quality, bruv. Yeah, they've they've mapped out they've mapped out like three phases in the future, which is like another 17 years, and they have a, a map that they're going through, and they're just like waiting for for the the hot ladies to age out and the old guys to to I, I don't know just age die. out as well die. And, you know, like, it, it's no different from, like, Gunsmoke, which went on for 20 seasons. And you knew that every week James Arness was not going to suffer. He was not going to die. But you kept watching, right? Yes. I, I, it, it, it just bothers me as an artist that there are people who are creative, who are working on something, and they just do Ooh, not. We're amongst care. artists. You think that this is the writer's fault? Or even the actor's fault that that shit yes. sucks. Bob Iger's it's fault. The writer's fault. Yes, I think it's the writer's fault. I think that I think that there's very little effort to go. I mean, it's it's just obviously bad. It's like obviously bad. And okay, not like fine. studio notes or maybe even a bad director. You just think it's definitely the writer's yeah, fault. Let's look at the Marvel. Well, maybe it's so you think. I, it started out good, and then the, the studio okay. came in and said, let's make look it at, more boring. Yes, let's, let's, your thought process of why it yeah. shouldn't be bad because of how many hands it's touched is probably the actually the reason it is bad. What, okay. Look, look at the Marvel MCU as, like, uh, as one entity, and it's been going on since, what, 1999 was the Iron Man? What, what year yeah. was it? So it's been going on for 24 years. Yeah. And what show has been good? 2008. Not 1999. Oh, thank you, thank you. Sorry, thank you. Uh, it was not. Yeah. So what? I was what, like, no, no, no. You're right. Uh, so what show has been good for 15 years? You know, uh, Simpsons. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, no, no, and no. No, no, no. Uh, uh the um, uh, the Rockford Files. Oh, this yeah. this metaphor doesn't work because <laughs> there's different characters. Uh, yeah, but they still have the same. A lot of the same through lines in this. Some s characters, I mean, like, look at, like, The Last Ant-Man was unwatchable. I will not look it. I will not look it. You look it. You look it. You look I, I am said not look looking it. You, you, you look, look, I said you, look it. I, look it. You know, you not say I look. You look at, you're looking at me. But The Last Ant-Man, I, I just had, I felt no stakes, zero stakes at all. Like, and that yes, was. Yes, right. Yeah. Right. And it seemed it seemed like with a little bit of thinking and a little bit of something, they they could have been a little bit better and it would have been a lot better if it would have been a little bit better. I mean, my friend and I watched we talked about uh Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness, and in fifteen minutes we came up with a better story and we fixed it. It was just like, yeah, why? And I here's the thing. Here's the thing. On the other hand, on the other hand, for ten years for like 20 movies, Marvel had a batting average that was unbelievable. They had they had like 20 uh, 20 movies, 17 of them were good or great. And even the ones that weren't good were okay. And now it just feels like they're just mailing it in or sign or phoning it in or well or they're, they're meeting everyone they're in. meeting uh, an expectation that everybody has like it, it it's you know the same thing that happens in improv like you have uh, in a herald. You have three uh, acts, and the first, you know, you escalate and you escalate, and the third one is like the end of the world. 
and this is a herald that's gone on for 17 acts and yeah and oh i i understand that yeah i understand i just i just it just feel and it's not just it's not just marvel it's just Whenever anything no, is Mission like Mission Impossible and like, but I'm gonna see Mission Impossible. Well, no, but I, I mean Mission Impossible. I think from all I hear, this one is really good. Yeah. By the way, Barbie's very, very good. I really? Have, I have Hard some notes about the end, but like, it's good. It's reviews, fucking hilarious. Just came yep. out uh, like a few hours ago, and they're all um, for the most part, except for a couple. Um, males, um, yeah, all very, very positive. If you're an insecure male, you might not like Barbie, but yeah. otherwise, so did you see it already, Cassandra? Yeah, because because you're you're so cool. She's she's How... plugged in. She's plugged in. Are you plugged in? I'm plugged in. I work in I work in post, baby. I get. To oh my gosh, it's it. so funny because Barbie. It's like okay, Barbie. They're gonna make a movie of Barbie, and then you go and Margot Robbie. Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. It's gonna be fucking awesome. It's really, it's really a good movie. Oh, I'm really yeah, excited. Not surprising. It. it was either gonna be fantastic or a complete a shit show, utter disaster. It's you know you get nervous because usually the more promotion a movie has, the worse it is. But this is one of those rare exceptions. Well, I think where the th they promoted the shit out of it and it's also good. What about Oppenheimer? Have you heard this? It good? sounds like oh, that terrible. I don't have wait to stick I don't have Barbie. all day. I haven't watched it. One okay. of the things that, so long. that Mattel did is that they they, they weren't so precious about their IP. You know, they like Marvel is and uh, like Star Wars for for sure. That's why the Lego movie is good too because right. they like let people they they like, do like fun things yeah. with it. And it's it's they're not precious. English. They don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. What? Lego is a Danish company. Okay. So they don't speak English. That was a joke. It was a joke. All they the, speak English probably Danes better than English. we do. Okay, all right. It was a joke. I was just kidding. God, I don't get it. What's what's Danish? Can you point they're out the Danish. funny parts? Can you point out the funny parts, please? They're they're they're, they're Danish. They don't speak English. Therefore, you're just repeating yourself. I'll write it. I'll, I'll I'll prepare a report. A, a Dane a Dane could be more, um, you know. Could provide a better explanation in English than you could. You know who was Danish? Hamlet. Okay. Case see how closed. that worked out for him. Exactly. What? Yurik. He I'm, dies at the end. I'm. And I'm Yurik. on. I'm. I'm in Act Two right now. Jesus Christ! A, a man of infinite jest, uh, or something. He was just holding up the skull, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. You haven't finished it yet. It was assigned in second grade. Just watch The Lion King or Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, or right. pretty much most everything. Yeah. So, John, what... Or like, my life story. How would you compare... <laughs> how would you compare Secret Invasion to The Bear? The Bear. See, uh, so The Bear is well-written and The Secret Invasion is badly written. Okay. So that was Moving the on. difference. Moving on. And then that's cool. it. Exactly. No spoilers. I haven't watched the bear yet. Have you watched oh season? Have you watched the first season? I'm gonna spoil. Yes. For oh you. my god, the first really season is great. Yeah, it's funny because you feel like they're trying to achieve a lot of the moments in the first season, and they're succeeding very, very well. But there's like, you know, like episode six, which you were talking about last week, John. Um, Seven. It's six, but the the dinner, nope. the Christmas dinner. 
No, I was talking about seven. Oh, oh. I think you're talking about and I kept on yeah. saying seven, and you kept on saying the Christmas dinner. I said no. I'm okay, talking about wait, forks. Wait, wait, wait. I, I just forks. Said... Episode seven. Okay, I, I I was just saying. Okay, John. E- easy. Boys. Oh, God. Me. I okay. look and I but, look and I but there, look. But there's a, a, a real-time episode <laughs> in the first season that is very high stakes and very high tension. And there's a, a similar one in this season. Wow. And it's awesome. It's great. It's it's. Which one are you talking about? Episode no spoilies. Episode right. six. That's not real time. Forks! Christmas dinner! Yeah. John, talk yeah. about your trip to the Broads wait, wait, so wait, that wait, wait, I can go to sleep. Okay, Can we please talk about this just for a second, Chris? All right, talk about this just for a second. Yeah. So, talk about what? John, oh, what yeah, did you want to talk about regarding this? Oh, no, I really was. That was it. The bear is well written, and Secret Invasion is not. And okay, I but... blame the fact that Secret Invasion is bad on the writing, which might be destroyed by studio notes and all of these expectations. But it doesn't even seem like it started with anything good. Okay, but I, I just have to. I, I said not to talk about the the outline, but you put in more notes in there. He put in like two. Oh. <laughs> Oh, we're talking about improv versus was the scripted stuff. No, I don't. I'm sorry. I'm uh, not like. Okay, so <laughs> well, what? There, there's a very dysfunctional scene. In, in... What makes something good? Yeah. Well, what make? Yeah. What makes something okay, good is, well, is something well, at stake. Well, <laughs> there it's very high tension, and uh, it's really well directed, really well acted, and like the tension is so high and uncomfortable and i was watching it and i realized like the reason i liked it is the same reason that i like watching hoarders because i i'm watching <laughs> this oh, wow. show going on and i'm like oh my god can you believe look at i'm normal i'm amazing i'm so normal compared to these people you know yeah and well uh, so so what 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 makes it a scene work right is it's got to it's got to do some something. It's got to do some of these things. It's got to advance the plot. It's got to. Uh, it doesn't have to do all these things, but it it needs to advance the plot. So something important has happened, or you and or you learn something about one of the characters. Something right. is revealed. That's a really good point. And really. or something important happens between the characters that changes their relationship, and or it's funny. And or is is something exciting and interesting? And there needs to be a reason. And or it has to have a reason. And or amazing stunt casting, which that episode had was full of. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know if that's that's enough for a scene, but it might be. <laughs> I mean, there was what was that uh, animal uh, children's hospital? That was basically uh, my friend did the casting on that, right? That was like all oh. stunt casting. Oh, what's her name? Anyway. I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, that that show was great. That was, show was really funny because of yeah. great, great casting. Um, yeah. But, you know, so those are the five things that if you're doing a scene and you have a scene between two main characters and one of them is, you know, Khalili and the other one is, uh, you know, whatever his name is, who plays Talon in secret, who cares? 
and and you have these two actors, and you're and you have the you're fucking saying words. I don't know what they mean. I'm just talking about this particular scene oh, okay. that is an egregious example of nothing happening. It's it's the entire like second to last episode of Game of Thrones has has nothing but action in it. It has no stakes. Nothing happens. Nothing changes to anybody. No lights. You can't see a thing. It's just like this room that I'm in. Apparently. What? Yeah, there's no light here. In where? In this room. Oh. Room. This room. This room. This, I don't even right. know how I say it. Room. This room that I'm in. This room. Oh hey, you're going to feel super stupid when you find out that that scene where nothing happens, in your opinion, turns out to be like really important in like the penultimate episode. Yeah. I okay. Dang. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I, if that happens, I'll give you a million dollars. Really? Yeah. Your house? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cassandra, will you watch season two of the of the Bearer? Yeah. I promise I'll do it. No, we're, I, we're busy watching other things, but you, we're going to get to it. What are you watching? Well, I'm re-watching Mad Men. <laughs> All right, fuck you. Get on the really? bear. Get on the bear, you. We're going to watch... Uh, we, we're going to do the new season of Righteous Gemstones. Really? Yeah, really. Okay. Was that, I, I, just, I, just, ugh, I just didn't like the first one. Wow. I watched, I watched really? like two episodes. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was... People like what they you like only watched two episodes and you say you don't fucking like it? Yes, because I didn't like those two episodes. I thought it, I, it, it felt to me like it was a, one joke. Am I wrong? No, it's good. It's a great show. One joke, and it's good. It's one joke over and over again, and it's good. It's, well, I mean, good. are you familiar with my humor? Have you seen the uh, aristocrats? USA. <laughs> USA. See, it's the same joke over and over, but you laugh every time. Yeah. yeah time. No, no, it's not true. Cassandra, you're, you have a rich vein of humor that you mine constantly. Um, I think that I'm the modern day Danny McBride. <laughs> He's the old. He's the what, old version what, of Danny what McBride. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, the, he's I don't the know. He's like version of Danny McBride. He's got to be like at least fifty hundred years older than me. How <laughs> old is Danny McBride? Forty six. Oopsies. He's not that much older than me. Oh, um, but like pretty old. He's pretty old. He, yeah, he, he's, well, he's, he's your, old. He, he looks, looks like your generation. Old. He looks really he's, old. Uh, was. You know, run wet, run dry, or something. Something happened to him. Um, what? Do are, I, I? I don't know if people like if people like uh, uh, me. Me? No, me. me. If people like Secret Invasion, let us know if it's Please, if, what, what you like about don't. it. No, I, stop I'm listening. just curious. No, let, we're starting a dialogue. Uh, I don't yeah. want to talk to people. Oh my God, John! <laughs> That's rude. Yeah, you're rude, John. I'm elitist. All right. I don't like dummies. So, John, what'd you do today? What did I do today? Oh, well, last night I didn't win the Powerball, which was a shocker. Okay, moving on to and today. today oh, yeah, today. today. So, uh, I just got a bill. I just got a call uh, right before the podcast, and it was from the repair shop. And they said, you have to replace your, your all your brakes, and it's going to cost $1,500. And the question that I have for you is, should I replace my brakes, or should I just, you know... Risk it. Keep driving it with the with shit brakes. And just, and just I would say get a second opinion. 
yeah, I probably should get a second opinion. But yeah, but no, wait, 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 no, no, in six months. <laughs> no, I think I'm just gonna get. I'm just. Gonna, I I trust these guys, and fuck it. Yeah, but that was that was that was the joke. I mean, you know, I should. Do you think I should just keep driving on it for a while and save up the money? Yeah, probably okay. Oh, I. I mean, the break, all the brakes have to be completely replaced. I, my brakes, like when I first, my, on the first job I had in Hollywood, my brakes gave out on me and I had, really? yeah. And I had the two lead actors in my shitty car. It was a low budget movie, but like they were asleep in the back seat, and I'm driving in bumper to bumper traffic. And as soon as I hit the brakes, it slows down, but then it keeps moving along. Oh my god! In rush hour traffic, and I'm ju- I'm sweating at seven in the morning, just like, just flop sweat everywhere, and like I white knuckled it all the way there. How did you? What did you do? I I I just it just you kept drifting. Break? I just no, I I just kept stopping way before I got anywhere, and hopefully it it was oh, just by so they, sheer luck. They, they didn't completely fail. It slowed down. And but it kept drifting. It kept drifting. It was unbelievable, and I, I just refused to drive that car afterwards. And uh, you, oh, you did because I was. It's, that is so. You're such a wuss. I am. I am a total wuss. It was so dramatic. I mean, it was a. It was a '78. Come on, Marty. Keep 70, on driving the car. It was a '78 powder blue Ford Fairmont two door. Like it was. Oh, that's a beautiful car. It was an amazing car. Yeah, and my grandfather was very generous to give it to me, but fuck him for giving me shitty breaks. Yeah, your grandfather, the drag, the drag racer. No, that's my his son, my uncle, but oh, who passed away. But oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, anyhow, my question was, what did you do today? I was trying to get back to what Cassandra was trying to bring up. Oh, I, I'm talking about the Broad. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I went to the Broad. I, I, I've, uh, it was, I was, I went to the, I went to the, uh, the local, one of our local museums for the first time. And, uh, I saw, uh, we talked about, Oh, you never been? This is your first time? Never been. It's no. so expensive. Cool. It's so expensive though. Because it's free for oh, those of you who don't know. Shit, sorry. That was free 99. It's a cool museum. It is a cool museum. It has a lot of really cool stuff in it. So, uh, we talked about Keith Haring last night or last, last show. And Steve said, is he good? And uh, and Who's I, Keith I, Haring, Keith Haring uh, does. I mean, you have to just look him up because he does basically cartoonish he, he, he graffiti did. art. He, he passed away. Oh, he does like the, yeah, like the, like the people. Yeah. He does the people. He he's the guy who invented this iconic kind of thing, and he <laughs> New York uh, City graffiti <laughs> subculture of the nineteen eighties. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like little like um like thick line drawings of dogs and people with like yeah. um like stress lines. doodles. They're doodle art. Yeah, it's doodle yeah. Art. like stress lines it coming looks, out of them. Exactly. Yeah. It looks like doodle art, but it's huge, and iconic. um, iconic. And he, it's very very. He created he created his own iconography. Um, it's very simple, but he it didn't exist before he did it, and then he did all kinds of very interesting things with it. Uh, with this very iconic stuff, and he was an activist, um, and he created this sort of sense that anybody could do art, and he made art in all kinds of places that didn't have art, and he was uh, he was a pretty great guy, um, and um, and the question and the uh, the question was last week was was 
is it worth actually going to see his art in person? And I can tell you that it kind of it kind of is, uh, and it, at this and it actually is. I mean, it, why? It's, it, because I I was standing in front of a piece. I didn't go to his his installation because that cost extra, and I went to a different thing. I went to the Infinity Room, Kusama Infinity Mirror thing, which um, is also super cool. Which is did you go see it? Yeah, they've had it there for a hot minute. Well, it, you can only go in for a hot minute, and, and it takes, and then you have uh, you're pulled out, and then during that minute, you yeah. go, "Wow!" Wait, so explain this is kind of amazing. Explain what? what the Kusama exhibit is. It's a room that is just has. I'm sorry, what? Line. What? Please, just explain it. Explain it in the simplest words. Has, no, no, no. Use English words, please. It's a room that has um, mirrors. All, all. It's completely mirrored, and you're on a little platform. And there's all these lights hanging down, and it looks like you're in, when they close the door, it looks like you're in infinite space. You're in an infinite space, and you can just you can see your own reflection, but it seems like it goes on forever. It's and just cool. when you're starting, and and you and when you stand in line, you get you have to have reservations. I had reservations like uh, three weeks ahead of time, or two weeks ahead of time, and then I I got there with my son. And we were in that room, and we, we waited in line, not very long, but we waited in line for about 10 minutes to get in uh, because we had reservations, and we go in for one minute. And during that one minute, you start to get a sense of this is an incredible space that, and I'm in this infinite, okay, that's it. You know, it's just, right. just when you're <laughs> beginning to get it. Yeah, it's like, it's like seeing the Mona Lisa at the Louvre. You know, it's like you're, you're surrounded yeah. by 10,000, like whatever, 100,000 people just all crammed in there, just like looking at something that's covered with like smeary, like uh, plexiglass. And you're like, oh, it's beautiful. And then you just get <laughs> away. Yeah. So, okay, I'm really into rankings, John. So who's what? a be- who? I'm really into rankings. I need to, okay. I'm a binary person. Who's the okay. better artist? Keith Haring or uh, Kusama, Yayoi Kusama? Oh, uh, and by I, how much? Uh, I, okay, I will say that, uh, geez, holy smoke, that's hard. They, they do completely different things. It's they're they're that's like they're both that's artists. Like, yeah, that's that's like okay, that's like comparing um, uh, uh, Gilligan's Island to um, Ant Man Quantum Mania, which is worse. I guess Quantum Mania would be worse. Wait, um, you thought they both were shitty. What Gilligan's Island? No, the Except, artists. Keith Haring. No, 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 no. I'm just saying it's a compare. I think they're both pretty awesome. I think they're awesome, but they're completely different things. It's like apples, it's apples and 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 Corvettes. Um, but so I would, but if I have to rank them, I guess I would say Herring. So if huh. you, if you saw one Keith Herring T-shirt at Uniqlo, you would see like a like a stick figure on all fours with like a bunch of like stress lines coming out of it and you're like all right whatever but when you see a thousand of them is that is that when it becomes art no no when does it become art wait how about i know when it becomes art i have the answer to this question it's when you see a stick figure on all fours and then another stick figure on all fours behind it and then a third one behind it but when all of them are in a row and the heads 
are kind of by the little butts and you realize that you're looking at a human centipede. A stick figure centipede. That's when it becomes art. Yes, yes. Ah. Uh, and then here. That's where like, it all comes back. If you saw, the, I guess my point, John, is like if you saw it without context, like that image. I absolutely think that you're wrong. I think. No, that, no, uh, I, I, I'm not. I'm asking a question. I'm, I'm, I am answering your question. But I, I'm not positing you, something. I'm asking a question. Yes, you, you did in your in your. You said if you saw one T-shirt with one guy on it on his hands and forward with. Would you think it's art? And, I I think Keith Haring's stuff is powerful, just in that. Okay. That, that's what I, I was, think, that's what I was asking. I didn't say this is not art. Like that, I, was, I was just posing the question. What you okay? I say I think that his iconography is powerful enough that when you see one of them, you go, "Wow, that means something," and that is communicating something. And what is it communicating? Right. Well, it depends on the the art. It depends on the, the actual. Let me get piece, my T-shirt. I, Hold on, just a second. I'm going to put on my T-shirt. All right. This is my T-shirt. Your T-shirt that doesn't look like a Keith Haring piece. It looks like it looks like a an extremely good portrait of a of a a, a, a slightly balding uh, Asian man. Um, oh, I'm sorry, that's you. <gasps> oh, um, what uh, it depends. It, it, like he, all of his pieces have a uh, something that is honestly. All the Keith Haring pieces I've ever seen capture something about the human experience that is not communicated in words. It might be very simple. It might be joy, and or it might be something that's kind of complicated. Um, but I think I do think it, it communicates something. Um, and uh, I thought I, I saw Jeff Koons. You know, Jeff Koons is famous for those um, big things that look like balloon animals. And but, Michael Jackson statues in, in porcelain. Yeah, I guess he's got that too. But he, he, I, I saw a couple of his paintings, and I was just blown away that they were really very, very cool. Well, and, um, and I really liked them. If you ever come to L.A., before you come, make sure you, can, you make reservations at the Broad because it's free, and yep. it's a cool-ass building. Yeah, and it's in the middle of downtown, which is really vibrant, and it's like it's a cheap date for sure, and you're going to get to see some of the most iconic modern art in. Yeah, in, and I saw the Andy Warhol stuff was there, and yeah. and, and it's the a stuff, great place. I love it. The Lich, Andy Warhol stuff. Lichtenstein. Yeah. Lichtenstein. I really, I always hated that stuff, and then I, I mean, because when it's reproduced, you don't really get it. Yeah, and uh, and I, I thought it was. I don't. I still think it's not the best thing ever um but it's much more you don't like pop art you don't have a sense of humor so yeah so he does these these comic these cartoon panels and he uses all these half tones that are that are yeah. used in like in but what, the old it, comic books they're so right. cool like they're really yeah. cool. very dramatic really cool. and, yeah and 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 sort of the the context in uh, of the things that are in the art um, especially the stuff that's that I saw that I've never seen before, um, like some of the stuff that gets repeated over and over again, like the Warhols that I saw um, at the Broad. There's uh, there is uh, like twenty, I think it's called twenty Jackies, mm -hmm. and it's it's a it's a picture of Jackie Onassis right at the at the funeral of JFK or Jackie, not Jackie Onassis, ja Jackie Kennedy at the time, 
and it's and and it's it's heartbreaking. You know, it's not just Campbell soup things over and over again, which was sort of a a a, a statement about art, right? Which is not all that interesting once you've made it. Um, but that was also a statement of uh, of grief and and the public display of grief and the the private display of grief and the replication of the private display of grief and and it was just you know it was awesome and, and heartbreaking and powerful yeah and, and i've never seen it before uh and if you don't see that and if you just see a bunch of like oh it's the same thing over and over again that's completely valid as well and it's like that's the the fun thing about going to there and you haven't paid and given anyone any money so um i i, I mean my point being is like if you don't see that it's not like you failed. It's just like it, it's all in the eye of the beholder, you know? Yes. Yes. It's all in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. 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 Uh, we can, like, I know, Cassandra, you're like, you've been striking so fucking hard. And I really appreciate that as a fellow um, uh, union member who's like working very intense hours and, and a non-acting job. I appreciate you walking the, the picket line for uh, on my behalf. Um, hey, thanks. Yeah. No, I, I, I do feel guilty about it. And it's just like, I, you know, I didn't make, make more money not acting than I do acting. So it's, you don't have to feel guilty. I, I feel guilt. I, I feel really guilty because I, I love acting and I, it's some, so much fun. And it's something that I really wish I could. I, I if I could do it consistently and, and make money at it. Wait, what? What do you feel guilty about? Not striking or it's not, not acting feels, anymore? He feels guilty about everything. Like, what is it specifically? Uh, it's a really great question. I, I just feel like I, I want to offer solidarity. You know, you are. I guess so. you brought it up on your podcast. All right. Repost something, you know, on your Instagram. Use your use your money and give it to some one of these funds. I don't make that much It helps money. support. Yeah, like I never made that much money as an actor, so it's like no, it's all relative. Those uh, those funds out there to help right, the should, Teamsters and IOTSE members who are losing their health insurance yeah, yeah. as well because although they are not on strike, they're not working while the writers and actors are on strike. There's a lot that you can do besides just picketing. Um, that's a great if your guilt point. is really eating away at it you that eating, bad. I will I will contribute. Uh, um, thank Cancel you. Cancel your streaming services and take whatever money that you normally paid per month for those streaming services and put it towards one of these funds. So should we stop watching movies then? Nobody's called for a boycott. I'm just giving you suggestions. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean if I stopped, if I if I stopped paying for Disney Plus, I wouldn't have to watch Silent Invasion, Secret Invasion. That's true, and you could take that seven ninety nine a month that you pay and just throw some couple dollars, throw eight bucks into one of these funds and help you know, these uh, people who are really struggling because they're not making any money, and a lot of them haven't made money since. January because these companies were preparing for this strike. Mm. They had no intention to uh, no strike a deal. They no knew that they were not going to negotiate all. a fair deal. Yeah. They knew a strike was coming and they've been planning for it and they stopped filming a long, long time ago. So there's been That's people out the there who are really hurting. Is that how disingenuous they are about 
Uh, well, I guess Bob Iger was very uh, upfront where he was just like, these actors and, and or these writers, their their demands are not realistic. I'm like, they're demanding something that's realistic, and you can treat them like human beings. And, and Bob Iger makes $74,000 an hour like a week a or a day. Yeah, a, day. a day. So. Is that good? That's not realistic. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. It's better than me. I don't know well, about John, you. John, now you're, all your lights went out. It's yeah, time for I, John's bedtime. Aw. <laughs> Certainly time for mine. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're, we're going to stop early today be, just because uh, there's some time constraints for, for uh, two-thirds of us, and nobody wants to hear me just arguing with myself, um, <laughs> except for me. Uh, but... If you guys have thoughts and, or questions about the what, the strikes, um, we did have Phil Clemmer on talking about this. Uh, like, tweet at us or no, send an email. I'm sorry, we don't we we're not into the tweets. Only only during the show are we into the tweets. But when we're not in or live streaming, email us noonerpodcast at gmail .com. And uh, we didn't get any emails. We haven't had emails for a long time. I, I we had emails last week, but I'm not going to correct you. Oh, no. No, no. I, I, I apologize. We did, had emails last week. Um, I'm not going to correct you as I correct you. No, that's okay. I, I deserve to be corrected. Um, you deserve to be corrected. I'm going to correct you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm, and I'm waiting for you to um, I'll leave the door unlocked. That's right. You're just clapping. Oh, okay, Mr. Improv. Well, we, we it didn't even come across on the uh, on the microphone. It didn't. Um, okay, Mr. Improv. Cassandra, what do you have to to plug for your week upcoming besides Solidarity? Trashy Trashy Podcast. Well, trashy Trashy Podcast every Monday. Why haven't I heard about this? Uh, huh? Why haven't I heard about this podcast? Because you don't listen to me. Wait, what? Because uh, uh, you John, don't listen to me. We've been doing John. Trashy Trashy Podcast for three years, almost three years John. now. Three years? John, yes. Please. Oh, like, my God. I've got some static on here. John, I just want to know what you have to plug. Um, I want to, everyone to listen to uh, my favorite news podcast. It's where I get all of my news weekly that I don't get from NPR. The Gist um, with Mike so Pesca. It's the Trashy Trashy Podcast, um, and uh, that's where I get my news. Oh. Good place to get yep. news. Yep, and to hear from two idiots and to hear about yep. twats, twats, yeah. and, and Florida men and what you know, talk, what talk, yeah, what right. uh, Well, we'll come back next week. Um, Cassandra, I, I, are you? Is your workload affected by the strike? Then, oh yeah, I might not have a job next week. Why do you think I didn't sleep last night? Oh shit, I'm sorry. I thought you was because you worked so hard. Nope. No. All right. Well, uh, we'll see. Will you uh, post where people can can help out with uh, this effort when you were talking about IATSE and and uh, the Teamsters? Google it. My Instagram's private. Okay. Fair enough. My, um, I mean, do the legwork. You yeah, know. Yeah. Come on, people. Just Google it. <laughs> uh, all right. So please send us your emails. Tweet at us. Do you, are you guys on the Twitter anymore? Sagafterstrike.com? Hold on. Org. Sagafterstrike.org. Okay. 
there. That's what you can. Um, All right. I'm going to go on right after I post this episode and I'm going <laughs> to donate some money. So I hope you guys That's all nice. do the same. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I will. So thank you guys so much. Uh, stay strong. We're going to get through this and we'll be, we'll see you next uh, Tuesday, right? Yes. All right. See Bye. You. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye, guys. Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at smodcast.com. <laughs>